Coach Franco Says is a proud member of the Philippine Podcast Directory. Check us out on Facebook and listen to the amazing lineup of local podcasters this country has to offer. Find your audience with Podmetrics, your one-stop shop for podcast analytics, and it's absolutely free. Create an account and put in my code, Coach Franco Says, upon sign-up. It's that easy. Enjoy the features and thank me later. But wait, there's more! Padmetrics has teamed up with Lazada to make your shopping a lot easier and safer. There are links in the comment section on what I use to make content and you can support this channel, please, by purchasing those items with the links provided. Now, let's get to today's episode. So we're going to have fun with this. So it's 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the show. And um, we have Gile Huni of BJJEE and um, he's going to tell us his story. Bro, thank you so much for doing this. I mean, it's, we've been talking about making this happen for a long time and now we have the time to do it. Thanks for inviting me, man. You know, I've been uh, following your your podcast for a long time. I watched almost all the episodes. You know, oh, nice. Thank you so much. What's, what's happening in the homeland, you know? Mm-hmm. And yes. yes, he's half Pinoy, ladies and gentlemen. And please, half Pinoy, uh, half Pinoy. personally, I, I want to know, like, what's your martial arts story? How did everything happen for you? Uh, martial arts story, man. Uh, well, I trained judo as a kid in France, mm-hmm. you know, like most French people. Mm-hmm. And But, uh, you know, the turning point was when I discovered uh, BJJ, when I watched uh, the famous... Uh, uh, UFC on the, uh, I think it was on cable. Actually, I was mm-hmm. I was in I was in Manila on vacation, '96, and I was on the, one of the cable stations. You know, at like three in the morning or something. And I was watching Hoist. I think it was UFC two or something. <clears throat> back then, I was living in London. My parents were working there. Mm-hmm. So when I came back to um, when I came back to London, I was like 16, and I was like looking, man, I gotta, I gotta learn this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing there. Uh, this was '96, so the Hodge uh, Gracie was didn't move there yet. Yep. And so I kind of, I kind of like, you know, I kept it in my mind, you know. And then uh, 97, uh, my parents, well, actually, my, my dad died in London. So my mom and me had to move back to the Philippines. So I went back to the Philippines, to school here. And uh, I was looking up, like, where can I find Gracie Jiu-Jitsu or Jiu-Jitsu? And I found Alvin. You know, mm-hmm. there was a, so I think I think his academy was in Paranaque or something. Yes, back then, yes. Or, or, yep. or Alabang or something. It was kind of far. I was, I was living in Makati. Mm-hmm. So I never actually went to uh, to train with them, but in my school uh, I went to IS International School, and they had uh, they had judo there. Mm-hmm. So I was training with Coach Abel. He's like a, he's like a, a he's a legend there, you know, in the Philippines mm-hmm. for for judo. So and he had a very good newaza. Mm-hmm. So he taught me a lot of that, and I was watching like the UFC. I'm like, hey, Coach, what do you think about this? He's like, man, that's old judo. <laughs> he was right, you know. It's like like old school judo, you know. what I'm saying so like we were training, and then when I was 19, I moved to France. Uh, to to go to to college, mm-hmm. and and there I found a I found a school. It was right next to my uh, to my to my college, like like three streets away. I got an apartment there, so I was just training every single day. And then they have there was a Brazilian black belt there, third degree. And I you know right away I went into it, and uh, you know got my friends, my barcada there, all, mm-hmm. from, guys from all over the world, you know like French, mm-hmm. Brazilians. Uh, you know, South Americans, Asian guys, and all that. So it was cool, you know. And from that day, I, I never stopped training. You know, just uh, that was 2000, 2000 mm-hmm. in Paris, France. And, uh, yeah. and that, that Jiu-Jitsu was taking me all over the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, we're, we're like all over the place, but now, now I, I live in Belgrade, Serbia. You know, that's uh, Eastern Europe, Balkans, for those who don't know, ex, mm-hmm. ex-Yugoslavia. Mm-hmm. And I've been living here for 14 years. And I'm... Uh, wow. 
I've had, I've had my own academy for the last five years called Kimura uh, BJJ Serbia. It's like one of the biggest academies in the, in the region, you know, and I have a lot of really good guys and it's, uh, that's my whole, that's my whole, all my friends are from my academy, all my students and all that. But yeah, I'm, I'm very happy here, very integrated, you know. <laughs> and of course, Jiu-Jitsu is more popular now. A lot of people are doing it, but I mean, going yeah. back to your earlier years, uh, this is a question yeah. that I asked most of the people who were like yeah. ahead of all of us. I mean, how did you maintain the passion? How did you maintain the focus with a limited amount of resources, with the limited amount of yeah. time and limited amount of training partners? I mean, because for the simple reason that as human beings, if, if you don't have enough time and resources for it, you'll end up either shelving it or completely forgetting about it. But for someone like you to sustain your interest, okay, the interest and the love for the game, I mean, how were you able to deal with those things? For sure, you didn't have enough training partners back then and nobody really knew what jiu-jitsu was. So how did you able, how were you able to process everything in order to like, like let, let, let's just keep doing this? Well, to be honest, when I started, I mean, I was a white belt when I started, but uh, the academy where I was, we had a, a third degree black belt, we had, we had a bunch of purple belts, oh. and blue belts. Yeah, so it was a very established academy. And so, I mean, I was getting my ass kicked every single day. Mm. So that's pretty much how I learned, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it was it was never a problem about, uh, you know, having a low, lower belt, uh, you know, training partners. I mean, mm -hmm. eventually, I've, I've lived in different countries because of, of my work. I used to work in like real estate. Mm -hmm. So, because of my work, I was moving a lot. So, yeah, sometimes I was in uh, places with like uh, you know lower level guys, but you know that's never a problem. You know, just uh, you put yourself in bad positions and you try and uh, try and improve. You know. And then. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, go ahead. Regarding go ahead, the ahead. passion, yeah, re mm -hmm. regarding the passion for me, it's it's never been a it's never been a problem to maintain my, my passion for jiu-jitsu because it's uh, it's a part of me. I mean, it's like. Um, I, I breathe I breathe through jitsu and that's for 20 years already you know it's like I'm, my love for jitsu is just, it just keeps growing mm -hmm. uh, I, I compare it to like uh, spaghetti you, know? like, <laughs> you can eat spaghetti every single or for peanuts you can eat rice every day right yes you never get sick of rice you just you just change the flavor of it you know you put some adobo and you put some uh, you know mm -hmm. something else you know so you can eat every single day and it's it's always good that's how I see jitsu man it's like a like spaghetti, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely perfect. I Once, think that's yeah. probably answered my next question because I was, I, 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 for someone who's been doing it like as long as you have, uh, does it does everything now become routinary or do you still find no. something new, no something way. different every time you step on the mats or every time uh, you teach class? Yeah, you're, you're a black, you're a black belt. Yeah, yeah, dude, you're a black belt. You know. You learn everything every day, something new, man, and something mm -hmm. like just so simple, like some little, you know, it's a little adjustment. You're like, oh my gosh, you know, you're also a jiu-jitsu nerd like me, so yeah, everything <laughs> blows your mind. You see, yep. even sometimes one of your students shows you something, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, why did I never think about this? You know, show me this, you know. So, you know, you know, jiu-jitsu for me is endless. It's like limitless. There's no, there's no end to it. It keeps evolving. That's why, that's why makes it so interesting, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, because um, the reason why I I, I, I always uh, share what I know and, and as much as I can, I want people to hear it from other people, especially like higher degree black belts into, I mean, how do they explain? Okay? How would they put into words uh, what they feel every time they train, every time they teach or every time they coach their students? Because at least yeah. uh, 
my words and your words, uh, my other fellow coaches' words will keep uh, encouraging people to just just keep doing it. Um, another thing yeah. I want to ask is like, uh, how much do you believe in using jujitsu as a way to like grow your ego in a very positive way? Because no matter, I mean, a lot of people think that jujitsu is the biggest ego buster. But for me, the longer I do this, the more I realize that. It's more of ego management. It's more of uh, directing your ego towards a more positive outlook. So, in in your journey, I mean, in so far as your yeah. journey is taking you, like, has it remained the same, or has it transcended into something different? Well, for me, it's uh, it's uh, jiu-jitsu has really transformed me. I mean, like, uh, mm-hmm. I used to be like quite shy. You know? mm-hmm. I'm Pinoy, you know. Pinoy is usually a bit shy, you know. Yeah. Uh, I was I was always I was I've always been a bit shy, and it. It forced me to open up, you know, and of course, as you get better, it gives you more confidence, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, yeah, so regarding the ego, it depends. I think it depends how people. Everybody's different, you know. Like some mm-hmm. guys can be like uh, like assholes, and then jujitsu like makes them better. Yep. You know, and some guys, some guys is the opposite. You know, they're Russian nice guys, and then for whatever reason, they start becoming good. They get big headed, and they, mm-hmm. you know, they annoy everybody. So like, it really, it really depends. I, I think if you choose to use it. It can, it can be something very positive for you, but it can also be very dangerous. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, some guys, you know, they become dangerous when they become good. You know, we saw the examples of those guys, uh, Cameron Earl, you know, who mm-hmm. like, uh, in the States, you know, like raping people and, like, and yep. like, you know, beating up people, you know. So, I mean, I've seen, I've seen both of those cases, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but, but mostly what I've noticed, like usually like, like someone who's trained a long time, like a black belt, you know, mm-hmm. usually they're very chill. You know, they're chill guys, respectful, polite. No, because they've be, they've been beaten up so much, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, they, it kind of like it kind of like flushes out the ego if, when you get destroyed all the time, you know. That's why I tell my students, you know, like all of us, man, we we don't know jack shit, man, you know, about this. <laughs> we're just learning, you know, we're le- we're learning, man. And yeah. you think you're good until you're rolling with someone who's good. Oh yeah, and a guy who's oh, good yeah. smashes the shit out of you, and then man, you're you're back in the square one. So you know, that's yeah, I think that, that that's very healthy for the ego. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I notice a lot of guys who don't train, <clears throat> yeah. who never train martial arts or whatever, who got like a, a bad attitude. Those kind of guys, they've never been punched in their face. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I always say, being punched in your face, it's it's a, it's a, it's a it's a it's an awakening experience. You know, mm-hmm. once you get punched in the face, man, you, you just you just calm down. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you become nice all of a sudden. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. A hundred percent. Because a lot of the things, uh, I think Joe Rogan was one of the proponents of, of this entire concept that at least people who train martial arts have to deal with reality on a daily basis and then especially yeah, especially when it comes to jiu-jitsu i mean yeah. this is a sport in a martial art that you can go a hundred percent yeah that mm. you can go a hundred percent without getting injured and yeah. then it's a very humbling yeah, experience without hurting anybody without yeah. hurting anybody and you, you build these links with people who have completely different backgrounds than you, you know? Like, I, I look at my students, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm French, Filipino, I grew up all mm-hmm. over the world, and I got, I'm friends with, with the guys from Serbia, you know, who haven't, some of them haven't traveled, and like, you would, you would, sometimes you would look at them, and like, you know, you think, oh my gosh, this guy is like, looks like a skinhead or something, mm-hmm. or looks scary or whatever, like a hooligan. Man, it's the nicest guy, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, we're like, we're like best friends now, you know, and that's all because of Jiu Jitsu. That's mm-hmm. the common link, and that common link is so strong, you know? So yeah, I mean, for me it's uh, it's great, you know. And then how about the mind-body connection that jiu-jitsu like 
for me, it, it, it's, it incorporates both aspects of training. You have your physical yeah. aspect of training and then you have your mental aspect of training. So in terms of the synergy between the mind and the body, I mean, yeah. how would you like relate that type of connection in terms of your teaching down to your training? Well, for me, I think mind and body always goes together, especially mm-hmm. for jiu-jitsu because you know, for example, like look at those guys who get depressed. You know, a lot yes. of them they, they don't they don't they don't work out. You know, they don't. And uh, you know you know how it is. Well, once you start getting a bit of physical activity, you get these endorphins, you start feeling better about yourself. And that's you know that's why it goes together for me. You know, mm-hmm. you know how it is. You know, you, you had a yep. shit day at work, or your your wife is busting your balls. You go to jujitsu, you roll with your buddies. Mm-hmm. You come you come out, you're so happy, man. You're like oh, you come out, hi hi honey. I'm back in. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, Every, everything is good. You know, then some guy can attack you and shoot. Hey man, hey, take it. Yeah, it's okay, man. You know? Also yeah. chill. So yeah, it's mind and body experience. Yeah. And that is something sure. that that is something that I really advocate <laughs> here, especially here in the Philippines. I mean, a lot of people yeah. will always say that hotheads. Hot yeah, that's so true, man. That's so true. <laughs> Everybody's packing a gun. Another guy's packing a gun. Like, oh no, oh no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it always happens yeah. and. And that's yeah. very true. I mean, I'm so happy that you said it. That from from people getting more chill, people having an outlet for their aggression, and yeah. then down to using it as a form of, of treating depression. Because for, for the longest time, a lot of people are. I mean, the rate of depression is getting higher. Yes, depression is depression is yeah. uh, is a real thing, eh? and we're we're getting yeah. more awareness about it. But for me, who's who's really advocating. Uh, what do you call this? Uh, like a fight against depression. My way of dealing with it is okay. If you have meds, then go take your meds. Yeah. But for me, it's all about get yourself moving. You know, at least do something. I mean, yeah. I think yeah. I really it gives you balance. That, you know? Yes, that is true. A, a huge reason why <laughs> people feel depressed or they do have this mental, they do have their mental problems or their mental issues is yeah. because they don't have an outlet. They don't have a way to express. Yeah, that's themselves. right. And then, but to be honest, like some people, like you know, I mean, I've had friends. I've tried for years to get them to jitsu. You know how it mm-hmm. is, man. Like they, and they don't, they just don't, they don't, it doesn't click. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's, it, it, I understand. That. I said, listen, it's it's okay if you don't like jitsu, no problem. But it's good to have at least an outlet. You know, they have yep. something else. If you like fishing, painting, something positive, man. You know. Yep. You know, 100%. So like, yeah, we're not all the same, man. I mean, like some guys, they don't like rolling with sweaty dudes with balls mm-hmm. in your face. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <man? laughs> they, they, they just freak out you know us is like it's like you know second like nature already okay. yeah that is true as in when when i always when i always i mean something's wrong yes okay there's something wrong and we recognize and we make ourselves aware that something wrong now the next step is always how do we deal with it or what do we do about it that's very important yeah so more than yeah. anything if it's not jujitsu it's fine but at least do something positive like Go out with na- go out into nature. Yeah, uh, like set yeah. your phone aside. Like turn off your phone. Stop looking yeah. at social media. Something positive, man. Yep. Yeah, because at the end of the day, um, I mean, living in a curated box for for likes and follows is not the way to go. You know, and that that is something that yeah, I like when I when I promote jujitsu now. It's not about it's not about the martial art anymore, but but it's the benefit of the martial art. It's it's the benefit of jujitsu to people. And yeah. and it's it's good that the community is growing both local and international. <clears throat> and then, yeah. I mean, how does BJJEE fit into all of this? Like, when did it start? Like, how did it start for you? Yeah, it started in uh, 2012. 
mm-hmm. you know, I, I was I was I was already living in Serbia, so like eight years ago, and I was thinking, man, like I would like to, because I, you know, I, I was traveling a lot for for competitions. I was like, you know, I I, I didn't have a daughter yet then, mm-hmm. so like I was I was traveling. I went I went train a couple like two weeks uh, at uh, certain academy, so I was making contacts, you know. And I wanted to have some kind of like for because back then it was more forums, you know. Yes. You know how it is, right? Back, mm-hmm. Like ten years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Internet forums. So I wanted to make a forum where where people from different parts of like Eastern Europe, from mm-hmm. Jiu-Jitsu could uh, could connect, you know. Mm-hmm. So I thought about, you know, I'm gonna call it BJJ Eastern Europe, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so actually, I started as a forum. Then I was a blog. Mm-hmm. And uh, next thing you know, man, the, the the blog like blew up out of yeah. nowhere, like you know. I'm, I'm, it, it was super fast. I, it, it, it surprised me. Like uh, you know, I was still working back then. So, what was it ma- making like interviews of mm-hmm. like uh, like black belts from around Eastern Europe only, and like Polish guys, Czechs, mm-hmm. Ukrainians, Russians, Serbian, Croatians, all this kind of thing, you know. And then people started uh, see people started. I, I started like sharing those on, on Sherdog forum, on uh, British uh, BJ forums, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, you know. And then it just started growing. And then like even advertisers started contacting me. Hey. Uh, we're like, uh, like, you know, we're, we like to have a. Uh, could we have a banner of my uh, of my uh, BJ gi company? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, sure, man. You know, like, they just send me a gi or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, within a year's time, and we we're getting like we're serious numbers. And then mm-hmm. you know, I started like putting articles about people because I'm also half French, so about guys in France or about guys in UK, and they started sharing it. And and I used to like I used to like writing a lot. Like now, I'm burnt out from writing. You know? <laughs> like ten thousand, yeah, dude, ten thousand articles. I have like I can't even write anymore. I just I hire yeah. people to write for me. Okay. And uh, yeah, so basically, uh, we started having uh, articles about like you know training reports. Like, I was training like I don't know, in Spain. Like, oh, how was it training at the uh, at the Robin Gracie Academy there? That kind of stuff. And it just started growing. And it got to a point. I'm like, listen, I'm gonna take it a step further. I'm gonna make a, a proper website. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna cover World BJJ because you know back mm-hmm. then, man. This was way before Flow. There was nothing. There was so, nothing. There was Gracie Mag. There was Gracie yeah, Gracie Mag, Mag, Gracie uh, Mag. Budo videos. It, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, all those things went under already. Mm-hmm. And we're still here, you know. Yep, and, that's uh, true. So, so yeah, so yeah, and um, I took it further. I went, I went with a website, and I hired like some of my students who speak English to write articles also and uh, for the BJ News. And it, uh, it's uh, and nowadays, man. I mean, we have like uh, on a good month, you have about a million uh, page hits. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the biggest BJ website in the world in terms of like of, of traffic. We're we're like thirty percent bigger than Flow Grappling, man. It's it's crazy, you know. Yeah, and, and like, we get we get these viral articles, man. You know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even for us here in the Philippines, yeah, we get so these like... articles that everybody shares. Yep, even yeah. for us here in the Philippines, like our primary source mm. of jujitsu news is your website. I mean, not shitting you around. <laughs> like when, if, Thanks, man. Before, it's, it's, it's nice to hear. Yeah. Is it like when when something pops up and then it comes from BJJEE, it gets automatically shared, and then later on, if yeah. there are other, it's like it's yeah, like they, they know prim- it's guy behind it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so it's like primary support, source. Support the kabayan. Yes, kabayan. support the kabayan. So now the primary source is BJJEE, and then. Supplementary yeah. sources or follow-up sources will be the other uh, BJJ but or MMA do, do, portals. Do, 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 do you know how how I was able to do that? It's because I uh, I planted seeds. I interviewed mm-hmm. the main guys in the Philippines like yes. many years ago. Yes, so that's Alvin, true. Alvin, Ralph, um, Ali, Stephen mm-hmm. Campus, you know all those guys. I interviewed them, and so I wanted like 
uh, went and interviewed those guys and they shared it all the students, right? So next thing you know, everybody knows about it, you know? Yep. And, and also remember, I and remember, like, uh, I, um, how do you call it? Like, uh, I exposed uh, that, that fake black See, Riamico, guy. yeah, Riamico BJJ. <laughs> that was that was such a hit. That was such yeah, a yeah, hit. Uh, 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 dude, I, I couldn't take it, man. The guy was uh, such a such a fraud, you know? Bro, and he, uh, he had been, uh, and he had he, been, like, you know, going there, like, you know, for years. Dude, you know, um, so I think, fake, you know? I think we heard... <laughs> That's the thing. A lot of these fake practitioners, a lot of these fake black uh, black belts operate in the provinces, like in the really, like in the really far places yeah, yeah. of the provinces. Because... Yeah, he's there, and, they, they, and no one can like expose them. Yep. You know, you know, how, you know how I did it. It was so easy, man, because he said like he was a black belt under some Brazilian who had died, right? Yep, that's true. And that Brazilian was a student of Alan Goes. Yes. So what I did, I dude, I contacted Alan Goes. I said, hey, do you, have you ever <laughs> trained with this guy? And he's like, like, like who, who? Like no man, and it's like it's bullshit. You know, I, mean, like, I don't even know who this guy is. And as simple as that. Like, I got a, yeah, dude, I just, got a statement from him. Okay, and that you know? clearly shows how tight knit the jujitsu community is. I mean, dude, uh, we have to uh, we have to police it. You know, it's yes. uh, quality control. You know, I mean, guys can just come up and say, we had a fake black belt in Serbia. Imagine out of all places. Wow. Was, uh, and that, how did that yeah, turn out? Really, oh, not good, man. Not good <laughs> because. Uh, <laughs> So basically, I was I was at like a Serbian competition, like a Serbian mm -hmm. Open, mm -hmm. and then like like pretty much everybody. I'm like I'm the only foreigner here, you know, teaching and all mm -hmm. that. But, but I'm like I'm like an adopted Serbian. They love me here, and then uh, my wife is Serbian and all that. So mm -hmm. I speak. So anyway, so like they were like, hey, Gile, um, there's a there's a guy we'd like you to meet. He's a he's a Serbian American a black belt, and uh, mm -hmm. he's coaching his students. I'm like, oh, really cool. So I went to mm -hmm. see him. I want this to just to introduce myself to welcome him. You know, friendly. You know? mm -hmm. and we're talking. I'm like, hey, uh, so uh, where, where are you from? So I asked him a normal question. Mm -hmm. Who do you get your black belt from, right? Mm -hmm. And then right away he said, he said something which like it raised a red flag. He said, mm -hmm. I got it from Hoyce Gracie and he said Carlos Junior Gracie. Wow. He didn't say Carlos Gracie Junior. He said Carlos Junior Gracie. I'm like, yeah. right? there's like the two polar opposites. You know what I mean? Yep. How did they even, you know? So I'm like, uh, what's your name again? <laughs> write it down. Can I write down your name? Okay. And, and then you know, and I, I went home. I I, I did my re I did my research because you know, I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm like an investigator because of my website. You know? mm -hmm. And then I found it was bullshit. And like and, mm -hmm. uh, and, I, and I wrote them a message. They said, uh, um, what's the name of your school there? And I found out the guy, his instructor was like some 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 guy like, like obese obese mm -hmm. black belt you know like wow you see a, an obese oh, yeah. black belt that's 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 not a good sign that means the guy's yep. enrolled right yeah but that's true he, but he was under this guy called jokao who's like a legit like uh, i think he's even a coral belt you know mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i called jokao i called him and i said hey um bje here just to double check something you know uh, mm -hmm. your student at american black belt um I guess uh, uh, he's like he's like a one degree black belt, so he can't he can't promote anybody to black belt without your approval. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. So have you heard of this guy? He's like, who's that? I'm like, wow. He says he's a black belt under him. He's like, no, 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 no. He's not a black belt. He's not a black belt. Okay. I don't know who he is. So, so I, I confronted the guy, and I'm like, listen, you can't do that. And you know, and, uh, you know, and Serbet, like, I'm a nice guy. But mm -hmm. some guys they won't like that and they're gonna they're gonna mm -hmm. come visit you you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. it's uh, you don't fuck around here man it's yeah like, that's uh, true mm -hmm. you know serbs you know mm -hmm. so uh he actually like he went he closed the academy and after like a few months he left the country man mm -hmm. you know 
but uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, ha- I had to do it. I had to do it. Yeah, because you, you can't you can't let it fly. You can't let yep. it fly, man. Because next thing you know, he's got like a hundred students, and he's telling them a lie, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm sorry I, to be the bad guy, you know. But yeah, yeah, that's that's so true. Because at the end of the day, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. He, can, he if he wants to yeah. set up a school, he will set up a school. But you know, you have to think about the students. You have because yeah. they're going to be the victims here. They're going to think that they'll that they will be receiving promotions. They will get recognition. Exactly. They are going to. And fly it's an insult out. to all to all of us who train. All yep. the guys who train, who who train every day, who get injured, who sweat, who bleed. Mm-hmm. Those guys they put in the hours, man. And, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, okay, belts is like just okay. I don't know why you're fighting about belts, but still, it, belt matters, man. That's People true. say it doesn't matter. It matters. It matters, dude. It's a it's a, it represents your hard work, mm-hmm. but you, of course you have to defend it after. You know, mm-hmm. but for all of us who who who've been killing ourselves to train, you know, this guy comes along like fucking out of nowhere, probably just a blue belt, you know, and then mm-hmm. he's, he's, he pretends to be a master. Oh yeah. Like, you know? And then. So, yeah. So so the we, earlier... we all know each other. Yeah, we, yeah, I'm just saying like all all of, all of the academies here in Serbia, like okay, we do have some rivalry, but we all like we have mutual respect, especially the instructors, you know, because mm-hmm. we we all, all of us came from the same guy, so we all talk to each other, all we're, we we communicate. Whenever some guy, like for example, some guy leaves academy, and if he makes a problem, I'll I'll call the other. Hey, listen, this guy is probably looking for an academy, so just watch out, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like this, like that, you know, and the uh, other way around. If some guy comes to me, and I know he's from my friend's academy, I say, listen, this guy just showed up. Like, what happened? You know? mm-hmm. And so we communicate, you know, so we know what to do. You know? Mm-hmm. And important. I think, and that's very healthy. For uh, that's a very yeah, healthy, course. that's a very healthy sign of the community because, um, even There's I. There's many of us, you know, so yeah. we have to be tight knit, you know. Yeah, that's very true. Because, for example, uh, in I, I think the same is being followed here. The same practice is being done yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the yeah. day, we yes, we are competitors. Yes, we will see each other in competition. Yeah. And for me, I, I'm very open about this with my with my students and my teammates. I'm like, I have a lot of friends from other teams, and yes, especially yeah. me and my batchmates. You see us when we when we compete against each other, we'll practically murder each other. I think we have it's gonna be all out. It's gonna be a war. But at the end of the day, yeah. when the match ends, it's we, sports, man. It's, it's sports. sports yeah. we'll, we'll go back yeah. to being who we are. We'll probably have a drink after. You <laughs> so, can even train together, try and improve each other. You know, mm-hmm. improve together. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's you know. true. That's true. I mean, there, there's always room for healthy competition. Uh, rivalries are. Man, the way I see it, we're, we're, we're all team jujitsu. That's the way mm-hmm. I see it. You know, we, oh, yes. we're, we have our teams, but in, in the in the bigger picture, we're team jujitsu. Yes, 100. You know? you know? Yeah, and we, we got to stick together. You know, mm-hmm. especially if we want to grow the community. I mean, like for us, uh, I, I'll probably I probably have uh, I have questions about the the jiu-jitsu community over there but for us here i'm like we're yeah. still growing we're still growing i mean not everyone knows what, but you started what early man i started you started really early in the philippines man yes 90, what 90, 95 or something you know yep that's why i'm surprised uh, it hasn't grown uh, grown more you know okay so with that information like for me how would you i mean from from I've, summer... I've been coming here for a long time i've been training here many many years every summer i was training and stuff you know mm-hmm. so yeah. for someone Actually, like I, yeah. Go, go, go. Ahead, go. go so for someone like no, go you ahead, go who, who goes in and out of the Philippines, who's visited the Philippines, and, um, you, you know the culture, you know the practices. So yeah. how do you, what do you think is the reason why people are apprehensive in trying jiu-jitsu? Like when like I did this in a seminar before, I asked people, I went to a school, I said, do you think self-defense is important? And they all say yes. 
And I said, do you think that this is something that will save your life? They all said, yes. Then I go like, how come you're not training it? Or not just jujitsu, any kind of martial art or any kind of self-defense system. I'm like, you, th- you yeah. say it's important, but why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you training anything? The, the way I see it, I mean, I remember I actually talked about this with, um, I was training in a, there's a place in Makati with, uh, where mm-hmm. Miles Vivas was. Yeah. Uh, uh, new Breed. Back new in, Breed. Back in the days. Back yep. In the day. yeah, so I was talking with, with, I don't, I don't know if it's Miles or Mark or... Uh, Miles. <laughs> Mike, it's probably Miles. Well, one of them. One of them, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, there was another guy. And I mm-hmm. said, hey, so how come the Philippines doesn't have more black belts? You know, like, dude, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the Alvin was like in training in the mid-90s, you know? He's mm-hmm. like, he's like, ah, my my theory is traffic. I'm like, what? <laughs> traffic. <laughs> he said because because of traffic, people it's hard for people to go around and to get like regular training and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible, you know. I mean, like, uh, yep, it's true, very I mean, true. I, I only I come to Manila only like in I come in December. It's like the fucking worst, you know. Like uh, you mm-hmm. can't go anywhere, right? Uh, everybody's Christmas shopping and all that, you know. So, so that's one of his reasons. I think also another reason. You know, we have the same problem in Serbia. There's, a, there's like a brain drain. People leave mm-hmm. the Philippines, you know, for better, oppor- better better opportunities. They go to the States or whatever, you know. So a lot of people are leaving. I, I mm-hmm. get this all the time in Serbia. Like my best student, actually one of my best brown belts is leaving next month. I mean, I'm so heartbroken. Mm-hmm. He's going to mm-hmm. to look for uh, for work anywhere else. Because, it's, you, know, you know, Serbia is a poor country. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the Philippines of, uh, of Europe, man. You know? Yeah. So uh, a lot of people are leaving, you know. And like you... You said maybe the culture to play basketball. Oh yeah, oh, basketball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they like to like to watch boxing, you know. But it, but it's it's weird because Philippines has a rich uh, martial art culture, you know. Exactly. Nice and all that, you know. Yeah. I don't know. The, 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 what I notice also, like the people training jujitsu, they're usually like uh, middle class, upper middle class. You know, mm-hmm. you don't see the, the the guys from the poor neighborhoods training jujitsu. Yeah. You know, I mean, not really, right? I mean, I, yep. I don't know if it, has it changed. That's true. That's true, same, right? Same, yeah, same, right? same, yeah. Yeah. I mean, every, every, I mean, all the academies I went to, air conditioning, you know, mm-hmm. like, like uh, rich boys and all that, you know. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean I, the, dude, the first time I trained in Manila, it was in Hotel Intercontinental. Man. Yeah, like, that's where Deftak Makati used to be. <laughs> Five star hotel. Like, what the you know, I got I some some place where I was training in Serbia, it's like a fucking bomb shelter, man, you know, like a, you know, a communist block style. Yeah, man, you know. No aircon uh, in, uh, in the winter is like uh, minus fifteen degrees, and uh, you know mm-hmm. you gotta warm up for half an hour, man. You know, okay. <laughs> you know it's, wow. like, it's not luxury, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Europe. Europe is the real world, especially Eastern Europe, man. It's rough, man. You know. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so it, I, I don't know. I, I guess all these things combined, uh, you know, maybe and maybe also I, I I know things have improved a lot now, but you know, politics is pretty bad in the in the, mm-hmm. in the BJ in the BJ scene in the, in the, in the Philippines and I, I know everything that happened all that kind of shit you know? yep. but I'm cool with everybody I'm cool with Al- you know Alvin is like a, his mom's like a friend of my mom also you know, they were nothing nice. the same batch yep. you know, from, from school yeah yeah yep. so uh, I know I'm cool with, I'm really cool with Alvin we have a lot of friends in common uh, Ali and Ralph you know mm-hmm. I, I trained with them I competed against Ralph also like in like 2005 when we were blue belts mm-hmm. uh, Steven Campus is a, is a good friend man I, we used mm-hmm. to go Man, that guy, fuck, man. He's, have you rolled with Steve? Not yet, not yet, not yet. Dude, I don't know how old he is now, but man, the last time I rolled with him, strong. Okay, no, man. And still, I think Dude, the last that, time, the last he, time he he's competed, a savage, man. yes, I think the last time he competed, he won. He won golds in Masters. Dude, in World's Masters. I, I have some good stories about him, man. Like, so, <laughs> uh, whenever I came, whenever I came to visit him in, in, uh, in, because uh, we're like we're good friends. We used, we used mm-hmm. to go out for sushi afterward and talk for yeah. hours, you know. And. Uh, so fucking rough man like you know mm-hmm. once i came training you know 
in December and like fucking headbutted me here and had a, <laughs> had, a had a fucking mouse and he goes, oh, he goes, welcome to the Philippines. I'm like, fuck. Welcome to the... <laughs> yeah, and, and then I, I was like going to night, nightclub in embassy, you know, like, yeah. fucking like, you know, hey, hey, you know, like, uh, what happened to you? I don't know, I was just trying jiu-jitsu. Like, <laughs> oh, know? it's so rough. You know, <clears throat> super rough. And, I, and, I, and very often like, he was like, oh, uh, so I'm like, Steve, let's, let's roll. He goes, oh, one second. He goes to the fucking toilet, you know, disappears mm-hmm. for 20 minutes. Okay. And he comes like, okay, I'm ready. I'm like, what did you just do in there, man? He goes, nothing, nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> like, and I was, I was, I was like, I'm like, do you take some pills, man? You know, they go, let's roll. And he just fucking goes to, to, to hammer me, you know. <laughs> and one, one year I came, I, yeah, he's strong. And like one year I came, I think he had injured his groin or something. So like, mm-hmm. he wasn't as good. I think mm-hmm. I passed his guard, mounted him, and I almost like subbed him. And he never forgot that, you know. Mm-hmm. And after like one, after three weeks, and he's healed. He went to murder me, man. To murder. It was so <laughs> went for I'm a like, payback, man. Went for yeah, a payback. But I'm, 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 I'm used to that stuff because that's how they roll here in, in Eastern Europe, man. It's mm-hmm. so rough, man. You know. But I, like rolling with Pinoys, man, is super technical, you know. Like it's like the very good cardio. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of a big guy, so I'm like, I'm like six one. Roughly like 200 pounds. Sometimes mm-hmm. I cut off sometimes for, for big competitions, but like mm-hmm. rolling, you know, is super hard because like it's very good guards, very good cardio, yep. you know, and very technical, man, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, I, mean, I, I love training in the Philippines. I miss it, man. I haven't been back in 10 years, man. I want to I wanna come back maybe next year when all this corona crap finishes. I want to come oh, back. Oh, yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah, please do. Yeah, and I want to I do, do a seminar for charity. Like, uh, I want to invite everybody, you know, mm-hmm. we'll do a seminar and we'll donate everything for charity. You know, that would be cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, let's make it happen. Yeah. I'm down. I'm yeah, down for, for sure, that. man. For sure, for sure. And, then, and, uh, and I used to compete a lot over here in the Philippines. Oh, yeah, I was, me. I, was I, competing. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I look at your social media pages and then I see that you still compete, I mean, how important well, is yeah. it for coaches to compete? Because, I mean, this is well, my, this is the thing. Um, yeah, I see a lot of coaches when they start coaching, they rarely compete anymore or they don't compete at all. And for me, that's yeah. not really a good sign because for me, co- yeah. me, I've been competing since I was a white belt. So I, I have, yeah, I have, I have a deeper understanding, and I and I ha- I know the value of competition. I know the value of competing. Yeah. But a lot of people, once they get their purple, brown, or black belts, they're all afraid of losing. They're all afraid that they'll lose face in front of their students because they competed. So and for me, that's bullshit. That's that's. I mean, the exact opposite weak, is going to happen. That's true. So I'm like, <laughs> how, what are your good, thoughts man. on that? What are your thoughts on those things? Like people who become man. coaches and they stop competing. I'll tell you one thing. When I got my black belt, within three weeks, I was I was competing in in, uh, in Rome Open, IBJF. I, I mm-hmm. went to Italy and I wanted to test myself right away. You know, I'm like, now I'm with the big boys. And uh, in my bracket, there was Igor Gracie, there was all these Brazilians and stuff. I wanted to test myself, man. <laughs> okay. And I remember, dude, I was, in a, I was in a bullpen. I'm like, fuck, I'm a black belt now. Holy shit. I'm, I'm warming up all the black belts there, you know. It's, it's finally, it's my time, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, just, I just keep going, man. You know, like, um, like you were saying about guys who, who stopped competing at Purple. I don't, I don't understand that, man. I mean, like, I'll tell you one thing, man. No one gives a shit whether you win or lose in competition. Nobody, man. Yes! It's, it's, not, it's, 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 it's not important. It's like there's more important stuff in the world. You know, and I'll tell you something else, man, you know? I mean, I've competed as a black belt and I got tapped by a purple belt. It happened, mm-hmm. man, you know? That doesn't mean I'm not a, a, a legit black belt because I've won IBJF tournaments at black belt beating Brazilians, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't my, my day that time. And that purple belt was, was, was really good, you mm-hmm. know? So, 
and my students they don't look down on me that they actually respect me more i think from, yes. for having lost and and for being back and training on monday morning and working mm -hmm. super hard you know mm -hmm. if they see the coach winning and losing just like them and they don't get afraid to 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 lose it's a it's a journey man you know and um, i love competition because it, it transforms you you know like you, you train harder and you, you start to eat better in, mm -hmm. in the upcoming competition you take you take care of yourself makes me sharper when I'm teaching, you know? Mm -hmm. I won't teach, like, I'll, I'll teach stuff that works. You know? like, okay, guys, uh, who, uh, how many of you are competing in this next tournament next month? Okay, like 10 of us, okay. Mm -hmm. let's, let's, uh, we're gonna work on this certain game and we're all gonna do the same thing, you know? And then um, it, it, it makes it, 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 is, it, is, it, build, it builds up the atmosphere, you know? But mm -hmm. of course, some gyms are not like that. Some regional academies, the, the, I mean, I don't, everybody's different, you know? Some guys are more about self-defense or guys are older and, you know, it's more chill. You know, mm -hmm. my, my gym is not a, it's not a, I, w I wouldn't consider it a compet a strict competition gym. You know, we got, mm -hmm. we got guys there who are like, you know, 55, just mm -hmm. want to roll. So it yep. is a bit of every, for everybody, man, you know? So yeah, but, but regarding this competition, I mean, I can't, I, I, I don't think I would enjoy it uh, as much. I would still enjoy it, but I wouldn't enjoy it as much if I wasn't competing, you know, regularly. It just mm -hmm. uh, it gives me a challenge, you know, something to focus on, you know? And uh, I feel a bit bad sometimes because <clears throat> I'm, I mean I'm only for, I'm I'm only forty, you know. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. not, uh, you don't look old, forty, bro. Old, you, know? you don't look forty. That's the Filipino blood, man. You know, oh I, yeah. I old, man, you know? <laughs> but um, the thing is, like, the way I see it, man, when I'm when I'm going to be sixty, man, I mean I'm I'm not going to be able to roll hard as as much as I can now. So I'm, I want to do it as much as I can, you know, to, to profit now, you know, just to use it as much until like, I can't take it anymore, you know. Mm -hmm. One of my one of my black belts, he's like 44, mm -hmm. the judo judo black belt, you know, high level, and him and me, we push each other. You know, mm -hmm. it's a bit like uh, Stephen Campus and John Bailon. I remember yep. like they were like pushing each other. Oh geez, and, uh, man. Oh geez. Yeah, man. S Steve told me I need John to push me, and John needs uh, John told me he needs Steve to push him to keep training hard together. Mm -hmm. And regarding John Bailon, man. I don't know if you interviewed him already. Man, that guy's amazing. Not yet, you know? not yet. Yeah, dude, he's, dude, he's a legend, dude. and uh, he's a his arm he's a gem. Is unbelievable. Yep, he's yeah. a gem. I, I rolled with him so many times, man. Fucking tapped me out left, left, right, and center with arm locks from everywhere, man. I'm unbelievable. Mm -hmm. You know, and such a nice, humble guy. You know. Oh yeah, and, uh, I, I I really plan to have him over. It's just yeah. that I th he's he's one of the frontliners against COVID. Yeah. So he has oh, to oh, do yeah. his oh, yeah, duties. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So that's afterwards, right, yeah. yep. Afterwards, I, I, he's really on, on. He's really like on my list to, to interview Such and have nice him. Guy, man. Yep, definitely. I will definitely yeah. have him over. And Steve I, Campus, man. For Get sure, man. Steve, man. Me, I. Yeah, yeah. The series that I'm doing is I, I, I want to have the, one of the reasons why I'm really putting more time into this podcast. I started this like two years ago, two years ago, yeah. and I was just doing it all, uh, like every super free time that i get and now when yeah. since everyone is inside everyone's locked up everybody's got time yeah, yeah everybody's everybody's got time and with, I, did, with, I did like six podcasts already man the last two wow. months so. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like my, my wife's in the background she goes man you're full of shit you're just like <laughs> talking so much about this what's wrong with you man <laughs> <laughs> talk about something else there, yeah yeah talk like, about something else i can't Cause, stop because <laughs> at least for me my my selfish goal or my personal goal is to at least provide a certain amount of history and context on the yeah. beginning and the history of of, of Philippine yeah. jiu-jitsu. Uh, I think there's so many characters here, man. Yep, there's so in, many in, uh, interesting people. You know? Yep, very interesting stories, 
different yeah. takes on the stories. And at least I yeah. want future students to have something to look back into and like, okay, I, I yeah. want to learn the history of my team. I want to learn the history of DevTap. I want to learn the history of Atos. Yeah, for sure. I want to. That's for why sure. I have, as much as possible, I also want to have the other black belts of the other teams. So I was very fortunate and thankful that I was able to talk to Professor Mark Entrata, Professor TG Smith. Yeah. That was, that was an awesome interview with Mark Entrata, man. Oh, yeah, man. Interesting guy, man. Yep. Guitar uh, player, all that. You know? Oh, yeah. He's an artist. <laughs> So I'm like, these are, I, I want to have more of these people from different teams yeah. so that they could tell their team yeah. story. Because I don't want yeah. it to reach a point wherein, um, like, people will just rely on stories or urban legends. Because, yeah, you, because you, you, you got to keep yeah, some evidence, you know. Yeah, you, everything yeah. Get, just Classify gets passed everything. on. Yep, they, everything just yeah. gets passed on from, from word of mouth. So at least now, yeah. okay, uh, I want to learn the, the history of Atos or I want to know how yeah. one of my coaches became a coach and how his progression, how was his journey. That's why I have coaches from other teams as well. So And there's I, a bunch of black belts, uh, of course, in the States and this mm-hmm. in Europe. I'm actually a good friend of mine. He went to IS with me. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name again? Um, he's half German, half Pinoy. He's a black belt mm-hmm. under Hodger. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Um, I know what's wrong. I forgot. Right, it'll come up later, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a very interesting guy. Also, he, he lives in like, Germany now. He's teaching. You know? mm-hmm. So I mean, those kind of guys, you know, they're off the radar, you know, because he doesn't compete much, but he's super, super good guy, you know. And at least, um, yeah, that's true. I mean, those off-the-radar names just keep popping up, uh, suddenly pops up. Thomas, Thomas, Thomas Gensky, what's his name? Thomas. Oh yeah, I'm gonna look him up. Okay, now I'm gonna look him up. Yeah, super nice guy, super nice guy, yeah. See, so so now you get to see this, you get to know the stories, you get to meet the people and the narrative behind the history of the team. Because now people have a better understanding of what really happened. So we're not going to rely yeah, on, on Pasa Pasa or Cheese Mies or, yeah, <laughs> or yeah, whatever yeah. they think. And then yeah. I, I want to take a, a, a step back towards your competition years and, and your yeah. your take on competition. If if you can still yeah. remember this, if you still remember the very first time <laughs> the very first time that you lost the tournament and what was your yeah. mental processing of that event? I mean, how were you able to just bounce back and get over it? And or how were you able to deal with it, man? I do. I mean, I've lost so many, so many times. That it's uh, it's already second nature, you know. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't try to philosophize uh, to to philosophize so much about. It. I just, I just get get back to the gym, ass up, fix my mm-hmm. mistakes. And um, the thing is, like, I I, I enjoy comp- competing so much, uh, win, lose, or draw. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, I, I wrote a post about this the other day. Like, um, this was like after I lost in the Europeans uh, mm-hmm. two years ago in Lisbon. Mm-hmm. I lost my first match. Uh, it was zero zero one advantage, man. You know? Oh, oh shit! And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, man, I like, I, I'm like, I spent so much money just to mm-hmm. travel there. I even, I even paid for one of my Serbian students to to, to come to to mm-hmm. compete, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we were training so hard, and I just lost by like some bullshit, you know. And I mm-hmm. thought about it, man. Like, fuck it, man. I mean, like, uh, it's it's the journey. It's like, um, it's it's not important at the end. Of course, it's important to win, you know. But the way I see it, man, the healthy approach is like, um. Enjoy, enjoy the the whole journey. Going there with your students, mm. as a group. Mm-hmm. Going to the restaurant, eating sushi together. You know, uh, cheering for one another, and you, you build the, the bonds. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if, if you win, that's awesome. You know, if you lose, man, dude, just go back, learn from the mistakes, lick your wounds, and that should motivate you. If if you come back and like take a break or oh fuck, you know, it's not good, man. You know, just 
you just try to never make the same mistake again. That's the way I see mm-hmm. it, you know. And uh, that's a healthy way because you know, the the wheel turns. I don't know if you say it in English, but especially uh, la route tourne, the, the wheel yeah. turns. I mean, next time, man, it's uh, you never know it's gonna be better. And like, and I, uh, a few months after that, I competed again. I competed in Hungary in the IBJF, and I I won the absolute the black belt, you know. And, I fought a guy, an ultra heavy Brazilian guy from GF team, you know, and he mm-hmm. came all the way from Brazil. I kind of beat him 6 0, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy on paper, the guy on paper was probably better than me, you know, but I still won, you know, because mm-hmm. maybe it was my day. Mm-hmm. You know, and I told you, like, uh, a few years ago, I lost to a purple belt in competition, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, just, just keep competing, have fun. And um, yeah, it's important for guys to compete for the right reasons, you know. I, mm-hmm. I, I wrote an article about this. I said, <clears throat> some guys, they compete just for ego. So mm-hmm. like they want to show their non-training friends, oh yeah, I'm preparing for a fight or I'm preparing yeah. for a competition. It's mm-hmm. very serious. And like those guys, they never compete, right? So like mm-hmm. they, they, they'll compete like one big competition, you know, but they don't do the local ones. As a, oh yeah, as a oh yeah, oh yeah. You know? And then like they lose and they go, oh yeah, I lost to the winner. I lost mm-hmm. to the winner of the division. So it's not so mm-hmm. bad, you know? Man, just just enjoy the ride. Just compete as much as possible if you can, you know? I mean, I've, I've got a family, I'm busy. I, got, I run other businesses. You know, I was trying to make time for competition, you know, just to just to be with my students, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I said already, it, it transforms you. It makes you it makes you a better uh, jiu-jitsu practitioner, a better better coach, makes you sharper, you know, that kind of stuff. So just yeah, just uh, this compete is for the-, the right reasons. Compete for as a challenge, as a challenge, not not for the ego. If Definitely because you love you love the challenge, you know. Yeah, yeah because this is super important. Uh, this is super important for everyone who's going to watch and listen to this because I always ask these questions to competitors because this is the answer. This is the exact answer that they have to listen and watch because a lot of them are afraid of competing. A lot of them. And the main reason is no one, they're afraid to no lose. No one cares. No one cares if you lose. Exactly. Have, uh, <laughs> dude, dude, half of the people there are even happy if you lose. They don't give a shit, man. Whatever, man. You know, you know? it's like, uh, how many times does like uh, Rafael Nadal lose? Sometimes Dude, the guy mm-hmm. competes every single weekend in tennis. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he loses. He lose to a no-name guy, or he loses whatever. He's tired. Mm-hmm. And then, and then next day he's back. He's back training and he's he's competing again. Just keeps going, and no one remembers those losses. Don't give a shit, man. Dude, yep. if if you if you compete once every ten years and you have one loss, mm-hmm. people are gonna remember that loss. But if yep. you compete fucking okay, ten times a, a year. And you have you have uh, you have you have wins and loses. Then they're not going to remember that one loss, man. You know. That is true. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And also, totally I, I want to say one more thing. One more thing. Uh, as black belts, <clears throat> we we need. It's our uh, obligation to grow the local scene. So, guys in the Philippines who are black belts, or guys in Serbia, I always tell them, hey, you know, uh, you should compete in the local tournaments as black belts. Yep. You know. Let's make a, let's make a black belt division train uh, compete all together. Who, who gives a shit if someone loses, you know? Mm-hmm. Or it's, it doesn't mean I'm better. Than, I, mean, I was better better than you that day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So because we, we need to we need to um, we need to uh, motivate our students to compete in the local tournaments. You know, because without local tournaments, the scene doesn't exist. You know? Exactly. Because in Serbia, there's a lot there's a lot of guys. I mean, we're, we're maybe like 20 black belts here now. Mm-hmm. Some guys left, obviously, but 20 black belts, and I think there's like only four of us who compete. Okay. All, all the others are like, all the others, I mean, okay, I'm, I'm 40, man. Some guys are like 35 and they're already retired, man. See? It's rolling the gym. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm 40, I'm 40, I've got fucking like two herniated discs, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm still in the mat every single day. And I'm rolling with fucking monsters, man. I got the guys, I got students who are like 120 kilos and like their goal is to kick my ass. Like, mm-hmm. coach, 
coach, let's roll. And they're waiting, they're waiting for me to be tired, you know? Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah, they're waiting for me. I'm like, okay, like, give, me, give me a second. I'm old, man. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm still first time I have to kick their butt, you know? Because, you know, Serbs, I don't, know if, I don't know if it's the same in the Philippines. They judge you by, uh, they judge you I, by the way. Yeah. If, 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 you dom- if, you do- if you dominate them, they'll, they'll respect you. If, if, yes, that's you know, true. I think the talking, same is here. I think talking. it's the same here. I think it's the same here. <laughs> Hey, yeah, respect yeah, so, is always so, about who's more dominant and who kicks whose ass. So, yeah, but I'm, I told him, I told him, guys, one day I'm gonna be old, so you can't be, you can't have that. It's not a good mentality. One day I'm gonna be old, I'll be 50, you know, and you guys will be monsters already, man. So you know, you have to accept it. One day it's it's, not, it's, it's normal for, for you guys to. I want you guys to beat me, you know, mm-hmm. but not yet. You know, I'm still right. training, man. I'm still improving. Yeah. I'm still improving every day, you know. So yeah. And then, but, speak- I, but I, I, I teach them to beat me. You know? I teach them, I tell them, hey, you know what? Oh, yeah, you know you're, supposed to. you're supposed to. You're supposed to. And it, it makes me better. It makes me better. I'm like, hey, you know how I passed your guard today? Try this. And he mm-hmm. tried it. But they, they don't know I've got a fucking like, counter to that move also. Yeah, motherfucker. And then, I mean, in the context of this conversation, in the, in the context of, of, of that statement, um, how do you approach your training now? Like for sure, there, the, for sure, there are phases now. Like in the beginning, you're very aggressive and you you want to get the finish. And then the more you, the more concepts and principles that you learn and apply to your, what has are you now in that fork wherein you're training and you're teaching for longevity, or are you still at the no, path wherein are you still at the I'm path wherein okay. So at least I'm it's still, still about but, uh, the journey but, and the learning. Yeah, yeah. But one thing that has changed, like I'm, I'm, I'm getting older now. But like, so what, what I've started to do is like, you know, how like the last few years they've been talking about systems, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like the whatever the leg lock system or the, mm-hmm. the Kimura system. So man, I've been like, I've been doing Kimura. One of the reasons I call my academy Kimura because I love Kimuras, you know. Yep. But I never, you know, I never thought about it as a system. Yeah. You know the Kimura trap, dude. That that is a fucking amazing system because. You teach a you teach a Kimura trap system and it's like it keeps evolving by the way. Mm-hmm. You, keep it, you teach it to a white belt, you know, and you're just teaching Kimuras and all the setups from the Kimura. But he's gonna mm-hmm. have a fucking a monster game within a few months. Mm-hmm. He's he's gonna be if if you if the white belt puts I don't know a brown belt or a black belt in the in some position which the black belt hasn't uh, really uh, drilled much, where mm-hmm. it, it, then that, that white belt becomes like a blue belt in that position. Mm-hmm. And the yep. white belt becomes like a brown belt because he's so good, you know. So he puts him, he puts him in deep waters. I try and teach him that. I said, listen, at my academy, before the, all this COVID shit happened, we were doing like fucking like three months of the, of the Kimura system, mm-hmm. you know, putting, putting the guys in certain positions and finishing with the Kimura or variations of Kimura, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's why I'm trying to learn that as much now, a whole system mm-hmm. you know, or, or a special guard passing system, you know, mm-hmm. which is like, doesn't require so much uh, um, to, be, to be athletic or to be strong, you know? Mm-hmm. Those kind of things. So that's what has changed in my way of teaching now. I I try, I try to keep it simple, you know, and uh, everything linked together. You mm-hmm. know? B- before I wasn't really doing that. I was just it was all over the place. You know? And then how about your your when did you start teaching? Like what was uh wh- and I, what I made started, you decide to start teaching? Yeah, basically like so I've had my academy for five years, but before that, mm-hmm. uh, when I was living in Serbia, I joined this academy, Jarial uh, Team. It's uh, they're on the cross and Gracie. And mm-hmm. the instructor, he's like the pioneer of, like Alvin in the Philippines, like the pioneer mm-hmm. of jiu-jitsu. So 
all the top guys in Serbia now they all came from that school. So we were all like okay. blues and purple belt together. We all grew together. Right? It was like a shark tank there, man. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> everybody left. Everybody left, and that the, the, the team still exists. But like you know, like I mean, when I was like a purple belt, these are just like the white belts, and then they've just mm-hmm. grown. You know, but it's it's not as uh, as active as, as it was before. So when I was a black belt, my instructor he left to Las Vegas to live there because his son was an MMA fighter. So okay. he left. Uh, Slo- he left Slobodan. Is one of the black belts, and me to teach. You know, so I was like teaching mm-hmm. a couple times a week and stuff. You know, but my instructor left. You know, like, he was coming like every like, for three months a year. Like, and mm-hmm. like, everybody left. All my all my friends left. Basically, they made their own teams. So after a while, man, I'm like, fuck this, man. I'm I'm, I'm left with like, just a couple of guys who I barely know. Mm-hmm. So I, I left to make my own team together with one with one of my one of my friends there, and uh, mm-hmm. then I really started teaching more. You know. So I started teaching as a black belt, basically. Before that, I was just competing, about, uh, uh, constantly about competing as much as okay. possible, getting as much uh, experience and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm still not a. I wouldn't call myself a hundred percent, hundred percent committed instructor because I, I still roll every day and I roll with my mm-hmm. students, you know. I, I ask my students, would you rather me stand on the wall and come and uh, and um, correct your technique, or would you rather me rolling with you and like you know and 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 correct you from my rolling with you? He said, mm-hmm. we'd rather. That you roll with us, because I roll with everybody. And then I'm I'm still at that point. Yeah, I'm rolling with everybody. And then when did you that you your academy is like five years old? So what? Yeah. What was the thought? What was the decision there? As in, what made you think, Mm -hmm. okay, I've been I've been doing jujitsu for the longest time. I think it's time to open my own gym. Yeah. The thing is, um, like I said, this would never have happened if my instructor had stayed. You know, if he had stayed Mm -hmm. in. Give us attention and stay and kept the team together because all my friends left, man. You know. Okay. And they're like, "Hey, come join us." I'm like, "No, I'm gonna stay a bit more, stay a bit more." But everybody left. So mm-hmm. my, my thought was like, "Man, you know, like me and Branco, my uh, that guy I told you, he's like my he's my first black belt. Me and him were like super close friends. And we're like, listen, let's do our own thing. If 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 people come, people will come, you know. Yeah. And uh, we started like we, we found a small space, just him and me, and slowly but surely some guys started coming, new guys also. And now, man, five years later, I mean, I've got kids, maybe around 200 students, you know. And, and I, I, uh, I follow grown, the social media lot, pages man. of the of Kimura <laughs> Serbia, and the, the gym Thanks, is so man. nice. Thanks. It's so nice. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it wasn't always so nice, you know. In the beginning, it was like kind of crappy, you know. But we just but yeah. That's, what, that's the story I, I wanted to know. Like that was my next yeah, question. Yeah. Like, how was the the early stages of the gym? Because now, dude, the early stages, I had nobody, man. I was like me and Branco. And sometimes Branko was out there, so I was like by myself, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember once it was a fucking middle of Serbian winter, it was like fucking minus 15 degrees. I was there, like, what am I doing here, man? You know, mm-hmm. it's so cold. And I was waiting, I was waiting for someone to show up, you know. Mm-hmm. And after half an hour, one guy came like late. I'm like, oh, I was like ready to go home. I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> I gotta roll with this. I gotta, I gotta roll with this like uh, one week white belt. Okay. So, <laughs> Yeah. And, then how were you able to deal yeah, with but, those things? Because most this is the thing that this is very helpful. Like for those who want to yeah. establish their own schools in the future, once you open your doors, I mean, it's not going to be 20 students flocking in. So at oh, least now you're oh, you're telling the story and the process of like owning a gym, like starting an academy. Yeah, the, it, it the won't first be pretty. Month. It's not going to be pretty in the, the first, first month. month. Yeah, the first month was like uh, slow. Mm-hmm. But then it just started blowing up, you know. Because I, I started giving a lot of, uh, like, to the beginners, I gave like really like extra attention. Oh. So like they were like they're not going to train. They had they had basically having a private, mm-hmm. you know. 
they're having a private with me. So I was like teaching him and stuff. And, and like, a lot of guys, I'm, I'm quite popular with the VJ community here in Serbia. So a lot of guys started coming. I never called anybody. Like mm-hmm. my old academy, I, just, I, I never said, hey guys, come over. I never poached anybody. Mm-hmm. I said, listen, mm-hmm. we have our academy here. Everybody's welcome. You know, come over if you want. You know, you want to mm-hmm. roll, let's roll. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I didn't even charge anybody at the beginning. Like, you know, listen, just come over, let's roll, have fun, you know. You know, bullshit free atmosphere, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. it. And I, 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 I linked, I relinked because everybody needs to have a mentor. So I relinked with my old instructor back in France who gave me my, my blue and purple belt. You know, okay. So I came back to the roots. But that, that was good, you know. And that's it, man. I mean, it just started growing, growing, growing. And next thing you know, with after a year, we had like uh, 100 people, you know. Mm-hmm. And but, I mean, that happened because, I mean, um, I mean, I was a black belt. I was very experienced. And mm-hmm. everybody knows me. I'm just kind of respects me. I mean, most people. I'm sure I got, mm-hmm. I got some haters for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I don't care, man. You know, whatever. Dude. So, and yeah, then, just, uh, and now it's good. And then uh, we started, we had this partnership. Mm-hmm. With this uh, MMA team called Ahile, like the biggest mm-hmm. MMA team in Serbia, or one of the biggest, mm-hmm. and they're backed by uh, that guy who runs the MMA team. His his brother, he owns like like uh, twelve uh, gyms, mm-hmm. twelve like bodybuilding gyms in Serbia. Mm-hmm. So he built an academy for us, like from scratch. You know, like fucking the best best facilities in Serbia. It's like four hundred square meters, mat space, showers, city mm-hmm. center. Not even mm-hmm. it's like it's like like having an academy in Makati. Wow, city center. center wow. Makati. Okay. Yeah, center of Makati, you know. Okay, parking is a bit of a problem, you know, but I live like five minutes walk. You know? Wow, that's and, so uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> five minute walk. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I love to walk there. Even when it's winter, I walk there in the snow and shit. Mm-hmm. So it's really good. And, uh, and uh, yeah, basically, like, I think also one reason why I made why I had success is I, I uh, made the atmosphere. You know, I'm, I'm like an international guy. I'm relaxed. You know, I train on the Brazilians, you know, so I'm, I'm warm. You know, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. Hey, hey, my brother, how are you? you know, mm-hmm. I'm wearing, I was wearing flip flops. You know, I'm wearing flip flops. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing surf shorts. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's no, I'm not screaming at people. And uh, mm-hmm. so people like that, you know, and I can, and also I have a lot of contacts, you know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of guys, a lot of visitors. So every visitor, every foreigner who passes by Serbia, they always come to Kimura. Yes. And we got this guy. I'm sure, you, I'm sure you know him, Masafumi, the Japanese guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> dude, 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 he's, he's like a, a global, uh, you know, um, global nomad, whatever we call it, yep. cyber nomad. You know, yep. So he lives in Japan, in Brazil, but his home base, you know, you know where it is? Where, it's where? In Belgrade, man. Wow. It's in Belgrade. He, he, lives, he lives six months of the year here because he loves Kimura and he's like one of my really good friends. Yeah, it's so he goes nice. in Bali up to now. Yeah, okay. he, and he's coming back. He's, he's arriving tomorrow, man. You know. That's so nice. Yeah, he he loves Serbia, man. People are very warm in Serbia, mm-hmm. so he trains here. And then, um, actually, I have a Filipino. I have a, it's just really cool. I got a, a, a Filipino American black belt mm-hmm. under Carlos Machado. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you met him, uh, Ron Ronald Manipol from Dallas. I've I've heard he's of him. Man. I've heard yeah, of yeah. him. He trains in the Philippines. He trains with John with John. Mm. Yep, John Bellon. So when he, yeah, so he's a super nice guy, and his wife is Serbian, so like mm-hmm. we got a lot in common, and uh, mm-hmm. we became really good friends. Our, our wives are friends and all that. So he's moving to Serbia, man, in next month. You know, he's oh, sick of the, shit of the he's, sick, sick, he's sick of the America and lifestyle, so he's gonna move here, and he's gonna be in my academy teaching. And so we're gonna have two two Pinoy black belts, yep. and one Japanese. So we have three Asians, man, in the in the middle of Serbia. It's like it's like unheard three, of, man. Three so Asians funny, man. teaching Eastern Europeans, yeah. man. It's the best combination. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, well, we we have we have some local black belts also, but it's mm-hmm. like uh, I'm telling you, the, the atmosphere in in my academy, it's like 
sometimes on the mat you got like you got you got a, you got okay Filipino French you got Japanese you got you got we got two Brazilians we mm-hmm. have uh, we have Serbian Americans we got guys from like Fran- I, I got two French guys training because of me you know like they're friends you know yep so the atmosphere is like you're in like New York or in London sometimes you know like most other academies they don't have that it's like it's just serves you know and then- I'm not saying we're better. But we're more international, let's say, you know. You're talking about this entire diversity, and I'm gonna go back to your previous statement of having like a no bullshit atmosphere. So, yeah. How important is the atmosphere towards the success of a gym or the success of an academy? The way I see it, man, it's like the gym should be a happy place, you know. Like mm. I want guys, you know, dude. I was talking to Masa, you know, my Japanese friend. So he told me. I said, how is the atmosphere in, in the BJJ gyms in Japan? It's like it's super laid back. There's no us. There's no bowing. There's mm-hmm. no. There's no. It's, it's not judo. It's not karate because they're sick of that shit. You know, they're they're every mm-hmm. day in the corporate world. Those guys, mm-hmm. they want to go there and they want to they want to lay down. They want to train. They want to roll. It's like relaxing music and that's it. You know, I'm not saying there's no order in my gym. There's order, man. If someone misbehaves, I, I fuck them up. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and they, and they respect me for that. You know. Yep. Like if I like the other day, like I was. Right now, I'm in the countryside, so I was like, I'm watching the one of my students is teaching. So I'm watching the the class by, uh, by the, the feed, camera, yeah, like this yeah, CCTV camera. And one and one guy just like took off his took off his gi top and he was like bare chested there, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah! and I called him, hey, 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 tell that guy to put his fucking rash guard back yeah. on right now. <laughs> You know, and and this and this guy's like one of my students, like a big, big fucking Montenegrin guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he called me, like, he's like, "Sorry, coach, you know." I'm like, yeah, it's okay, no problem. I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, don't do that, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, like sort of, we have we have very strict rules of behavior, mm-hmm. and I've already I've I've kicked out a lot of guys already because they were acting rude or disrespectful or you know like or 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 even like being uh, uh, creeps with girls or whatever. So like, any of that kind of stuff. You know, of course, you got a warning before, but mm-hmm. man. It, it, it has to be it has to be uh, order but the, the atmosphere is generally nice i'm always smiling and you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know yeah but we where do you also. strike the balance in that like being the nice guy but at the same time you have to be firm on your decisions like how did no, no, you not, how did I'm you kick perfect. out those students like how did you how do you it's, handle it's, kicking it's out because students it's hard it's hard because, i mean i'm not i'm not perfect i make mistakes you know sometimes i made i made some wrong judgment calls or whatever and when I think about it, I, I, I try and fix it after. Mm-hmm. But kicking off students is, is very difficult sometimes, especially when they've been training for a long time. You know, like mm, yes, I, yes. I kicked out a couple. I kicked out a couple of purple belts. You know, the problem mm-hmm. is, you know, you're an instructor. You, you know what happens? Like when a guy starts getting to blue belt or purple, he starts getting big headed. You know. Yes. And either starts to not warm up or starts to like, you know, like blue belts or purple, they're like teenagers. You know. They start oh yeah. To, like, answer <laughs> you. You know, and sometimes you know, like hey, hey, hey you know. You know, you gotta you gotta put it back in place. You know, and if if they if they don't if they don't want to be like that, then, you know, the door is right there, man. You know, mm-hmm. we don't need that shit. You know, so mm-hmm. I try and be like tough, but not to be too tough. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, it's hard, man. You know, I I, I I try and think about it. I try to think about what's better for the group. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so if it if it's better for the group that this guy is out of the picture because he, he makes tension and all that kind of stuff. I, I try to give warning that it's in and listen, okay. you can be acting like that or that kind of stuff. I've had some guys, you know, uh, who were, when they were blue belts, they were very rough. Uh huh. Like, rough, like injuring guys and all that. And I, I had to yeah, talk to them. They, so listen, it's, you know? like, it's always Mundial's mode or they're, they just <laughs> yeah. want to hurt people during training. And yeah, and I had to talk to them. I said, listen, man, you know, I have to be able to trust you. If I put you to roll with a like, little tiny girl there, you know, you can mm-hmm. break this when you touch her. 
you have to be able to to know how to control yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. And you gotta, I got It's all about trust, you know. You know, now you're a blue belt, you you have a bit more technique, you know. When you're a purple belt, you have to you have to really have to know how to control yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. And they, some of them they appreciate, some of them they understand that, some of them they don't. If mm-hmm. they keep doing that, man, and then you got a problem, man, you know. So yeah. And then, but, as, but that's one thing I don't. I, I I hate dealing with that. I hate dealing with drama. And yeah, you know, yeah. That's so you know, true. Sometimes you're in an academy, you're like a principal, man, of a school. Oh, yeah, this this is, <laughs> this is this is perfect. This is perfect because yeah. this is this is something that a lot of students don't don't see or I, I don't know if yeah. they don't understand. Um, a lot of them, especially the beginners, see see their memberships as or see the the trainings and the lessons as a transactional thing. Especially the people who are outside looking in, they always see this yeah. whole thing as a as a transactional thing. They don't realize that coaches. Professors, they're not just teaching you jujitsu. They're like yeah. giving you life advice. They're your automatic drinking yeah. buddy. You're your, they're your crying <laughs> shoulder when you break up with your girlfriend or your boyfriend. You're, you're well, the person they honest, run to. Yeah, go. To be honest, man, I, I try, I try and draw the line sometimes about that personal mm-hmm. stuff or like even life advice because, uh, mm-hmm. because um, the way I see it, man, I mean, like, I try, I try to just keep it at giving them BJ advice because uh, okay. you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly the you know a saint or I'm not the, you know, mm-hmm. like, hey you know you should do this with your wife. I'm like good, you know, mm-hmm. that's your own fucking business, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I tell, I tell the guys, you know, listen, we're 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 very good friends, we're teammates, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you know, uh, it's very important to have your own family because yep. you know, I've been training for a long time. I know, I know what happens. Mm-hmm. They say, oh, we're family, we're brothers. What happens when like your brother, your brother, stops training? Mm-hmm. You know, you stop training, man. You're like, what? You lose interest. You know, mm-hmm. but that's 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 nice, but it's a bit artificial. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen it happen time and time again. I've lost friends because they stopped training. I mean, like, you know, you became super close to, hey, what's up? You know, that's it. So, when it comes to like life coach and that kind of stuff, I, of course, I'll help them. You know, but mm-hmm. the way I see it, I, I try and try and be detached a bit because I know a lot of guys are flaky, and a lot of guys are gonna quit, a lot of guys are gonna leave, a lot of guys are gonna go to other teams. Mm-hmm. So I try and like you know, I mean, we're, we're we're teammates, but you know, I got my own family, man. I got my own fucking mm-hmm. problems, you know, mm-hmm. you know. So like, because I've seen it so many times happening in other gyms, you know, like it gets so personal, and then like, um, yeah, your best student, your best student. Sorry, uh, can you see me? Yeah, your best That's student right. leaves you, and then you, it's like you felt like your your wife left you or something, you know? What yeah, I mean? yeah. So I try, I try that. Of course, it's gonna hurt, you know. But I try, I try to kind of be like kind of detached. I'm already mm-hmm. ready. For guys to quit, you know. Okay. I, I already know that the guy. I already know the guy. I'm gonna give a, a blue belt to is gonna quit. Mm-hmm. You know. And, you know. I'm like, okay. I'm like, you know, I, I expect him to quit already. <laughs> I, hope, I hope he doesn't. <laughs> I know. I know that statistically speaking, like. So, a, so like you know, you're preparing chance, yourself you know? for the all, for all possibilities. I am. I am prepared. Of course, I'm. I'm always. I'm always friends with them. Happy to see them. If, if I cross in the street, hey, what's up? But I have so many times, like you know, guys who stop quitting training. Like, oh, hey, coach, I'm coming back on Monday. I'm like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So you follow. So, so you follow the same principles. You follow the same level of attachment and professionalism. So, because this is the dynamic that I am, that personally I'm trying to to distinguish and be good at or be better at. Because at the end of the day, yeah. the gym has to survive. It's a business on its own. Yeah, of course. So at least you of have course. to draw the line between you as a coach a and you as the business owner. Yeah, yeah, it's a mixture. It's, it's not just uh, it's not just a group of friends. It's not, it's not just like a garage with guys training, you know, because mm-hmm. that that never survives, you know. 
you have some mixture of business and that. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I, if I get the right the right formula. It's a mixture of those two. You know, okay. but my gym is not is not is not super. I mean, we have a lot of students, but if I wanted to, I could have like 500 students if I mm. if I dedicated myself. If I taught all the classes, if I did like proper beginner mm-hmm. classes where they don't roll and like MacDojo stuff. No, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, because I have a, I'm very busy with my website, man. It's the biggest yep. website in the world. So. I only I only have time to go to the academy every night for an hour and a half or two hours and roll. Okay, you know, so I, so I, now you yeah. compartmentalize your time and your yeah, yeah. I I, I, I delegate. I, I, I hire my back my black belt to teach some some classes, and uh, actually when I come back I'm, right now I'm not training because of this COVID. But when I come back I'm gonna I'm maybe gonna teach only two or three classes a week, mm-hmm. and then the rest is gonna be uh, my black belt Stefan. And I, I'm gonna give myself to teach a couple. You know I pay them, you mm-hmm. know, and, and and they don't train. So it's like a it's professional, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, I'm trying to do that, you know, because man, I mean, I have a career of my own, you know. Dude, if mm-hmm. I didn't have this career, then I, I wouldn't be able to survive just in the gym, you know. You don't yep. make money with jiu-jitsu and Serbia. It's like the Philippines, you know. Yep, that's so, yeah. true. That's that's so true. Yeah. And then as yeah. a coach, uh, of course, it, the, the criteria is very different from from other coaches and other black belts, but at least by your standards. What is your determinant, or what are your like checklist determinants or variants before you promote your <clears> students? <throat> well, the thing is, uh, I don't, I don't really have like a checklist, but it's like a mm-hmm. feeling, you know, like yes, you know, okay. maybe it's like maybe yeah, maybe it's like subjective, you know, it's, it doesn't make sense, you know. But I, someone I, I know for a very long time, I train with them all the time, I roll with them, I see their attitude. The guy's a dickhead. I mean, he's never, he's never gonna promote it, man, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's true. just like. And, and the way the way I do it nowadays, I don't even make a big deal out of it. I, I uh, sometimes I just I promote them in the, in the, uh, in the changing room. Mm-hmm. Hey, I said, hey, by the way, hey, this is yours. Wear this from now on or something. You know? Nice. Oh, right. I don't want to. I, I don't make a, hey. Oh yeah. And then like, hey, this is <laughs> you know what I mean? So no 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 corny speech. I just like, let's just continue. You, know, you you've reached that level. Mm-hmm. And I ask me, how do you know the level? I mean, I've been I've been training for twenty years. I I know what's a blue belt. You know, mm-hmm. I know what's a purple belt. And the thing is, everywhere in every country you go, I've trained in Brazil. You know, I competed in Brazil, trained in Brazil for many months. A, a blue belt, I know what a blue belt is. I know what a purple. Belt. Of course, there's there's levels. There's a competition purple belt. So mm-hmm. take even my ass, you know, or mm-hmm. even competition blue belts and autos. The kids they destroy me, man. Yes. Burn ball all over me, you know. So it's but uh, a, a recreational blue belt should have certain, you know. I don't test. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't charge for for the belt. You know, yep. I just give it to them. You know, they, they've they've earned it. You know. And nowadays, um, when I was a, when I was a young coach, I was I used to like promote them after one year of blue belt. It's not good, man. Mm. Now I'm doing it two years. Two yes. years, you know. They put, put your time in, so at least like after two years, they already start to love the jiu-jitsu lifestyle, and maybe they, maybe they'll, they'll quit. They'll quit less less faster, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? That's true. Hopefully, yeah. Because I I most of the most of the like older black older black belts and the higher level ones, especially when I asked the. Uh, High-level competitors. I I kind of asked this with Lepri and Sensei Saolo when he was here. Yeah, a lot of them yeah. kind of gave the same answer that jujitsu is all about the feeling. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, your ex- it's your expression of jujitsu. It's the way you yeah. you. It has to be natural. Everything has to be muscle memory. It has to look natural on you. Yeah. It feels good. It feels. You gotta put natural. the time in. You gotta put yep. the time. Yeah, exactly. And, that's and those the, guys are chasing belts. They're gonna quit, man. They're gonna quit. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. They don't. They don't have what it takes. If they keep asking about the belt, they're training for the belt. They're not training for the right reason. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of it now is uh, like for us, we understand that language. I I ask that yeah. question, and I always like 
I want to know how other black belts view promotions because now from the on on a business perspective or the business point of view it's going to help mm. me answer the question of people who are going to inquire like how oh, how do you get promoted to the next level so at least it gives me a better context that that jiu-jitsu is all about expression of technique it's because they will yeah. always say that in other martial arts you have so and so and so and so if you do all this you get promoted to the next yeah. level <clears throat> so so now it's i'm doing my best to communicate yeah. the principles and the concepts better so at, at least I'm, now i'm not saying it's the best system yeah i'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that what i'm not saying that's the best system maybe some guys they get frustrated oh yeah you're mm-hmm. favoring this guy yeah because this. i want to avoid that as well i want to avoid that and it's that's why i, 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 I tried to i tried to be neutral i try mm-hmm. i try to be neutral I, i try you know maybe some guys i'll be honest like some of my students maybe i don't like i don't I'm not, i don't i don't have any affinity with them like you know we're not friends or whatever mm-hmm. but if the guy is respectful and uh, and nice and trains no problem man maybe mm-hmm. we're not personal friends but i respect you you know mm-hmm. and i will never like you know if if you deserve uh, your brown belt i'll give it to you you know mm-hmm. but you got to put in the time yep know? The way, the way all of us did, you know. Yep, and, and this kind of agrees with with everything that I'm doing because I, I kind of do the same thing. I just say that where I want to promote a very harmonious environment for training. Going to the gym, going to training should be fun. It shouldn't feel yeah, like a course. task. It, it shouldn't be a chore. Yeah. Now, in terms of promotion, I I totally agree with like you have to put in the time. You're not gonna get better yeah. with jujitsu by just performing. A certain amount of sets with a particular amount of repetition it's not gonna happen you really have to yeah. and i put more emphasis on practice i put yeah. more emphasis on expression and how 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 does the technique feel for them so at least yeah. the standards are there because now because there will always be students who will say that my standards are too high because in so and so coach they just need to do this and i go like okay then go enroll in their class <laughs> the door is open and, right? yeah the door is open doors wide open and yeah and like now when when covid happened like how would, how were you able guys how were you guys uh adjusting to it oh man that's another story yeah, so dude. basically like in march yeah mm-hmm. in march uh yeah so when covid hit Uh, the government closed everything so like we were mm-hmm. like proper lockdown so I had to close the academy March 15 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you know, okay, we were, you know the, the numbers started to fall down eventually mm-hmm. and then surprisingly like May 10th they said okay the numbers are way down you can open I'm like what mm-hmm. I mean like you know, we went from fucking like fearing everything to balls balls in your face jujitsu man sweating <laughs> all over each other okay so actually my wife didn't my wife didn't actually allow me to train yet because we had a daughter okay. and all that stuff Yep. So I just I, I one of my one of my students was teaching. Mm-hmm. So once it was once the numbers were way down and after three weeks I came back to train. You know, so I went fucking mental. I was training ten times a day, ten <laughs> times a week, ten times a week. I was all over the place. I was like that was like lifting weights the whole the whole time. I was like I got really like buff, you know, mm-hmm. put on ten kilos or something. You know, no steroids of course, mm-hmm. and uh, I was training every, all the time. And then what happened? Like uh, there was like an, there was the election. There was an election. Okay. That's why it's so so political. Man. I, I hope I hope mm-hmm. they don't listen to this uh, servant guard. <laughs> basically, basically like um, the numbers. As soon as the the, the election was over, the numbers went up again. Mm-hmm. You know, so they were telling us for like one month and a half. Okay, it's okay. And everybody was going out, going to restaurants, nightclubs. Mm-hmm. People were hugging, kissing, you know, everything. And we thought it was safe. You know. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, as soon as the election finished, okay, numbers back up. Like what? Okay, okay the wow. day after. Okay. Yeah. And I, and, and so what happened? Actually, I was training and training and training, and one day, like I felt like a bit like I don't know, I, I felt like like I had a, a slight fever. Mm-hmm. It was nothing. I had thirty-seven point five. Mm-hmm. So my wife was like, "Oh, you should get tested." I'm like, "No, I don't have anything, man." Mm-hmm. So I went tested. I got and I was positive. Okay. I was positive for COVID. I'm, I'm like, "Fuck, that's weird." Mm-hmm. So I was in fucking isolation for two weeks, and I, I had to close the academy because I said, guys, you, I've been training with everybody here, mm-hmm. you know. So I got to close the academy again, at least mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks or for a month, you know. So mm-hmm. everybody agreed. One other mm-hmm. guy, two, two other guys were also uh, feeling a bit like under the weather, but nothing, nothing serious. We're all mm-hmm. fit guys, you know. So, so how, I mean, sorry to interrupt, but how was the feeling yeah. like in those two weeks? So you, you tested positive. How was the entire, like, how did your body feel? Did you feel shitty? Uh, did you, were, bro, were you like listen, feverish? Listen, mm-hmm. listen, man, I've had, uh, uh, having a cold was worse mm-hmm. than that for me. Oh, yeah. having, okay. okay. So having a cold when you can't breathe as well. Here I could breathe. Just, I, I felt like a bit like I like muscle pains for like a day and a mm-hmm. half or a day, two days max. And I had 37.5 <laughs> fever and that's it, man. And afterwards, okay, I, I lost a sense of smell for like two days, mm-hmm. which, which was weird. Like, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't smell shit. Like, you, you put a, a dog shit in front of me, I can't smell. Oh, that weird. bad. Okay, it yeah, was yeah, gone. Yeah. It, it was but, gone. But, 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 my, but, but my nose wasn't blocked. Okay. So, okay. I was, I was like, I was in isolation in the, in the guest room of my apartment for two weeks, man. Mm-hmm. I, didn't see my, I didn't see my daughter for two weeks. My, my wife was like, we were freaked out. Like, hey, don't, don't come close. Okay. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask to go to, to take a piss. You know, hey, can I go piss? Sure. And like they, they, they give, give me three meals a day. Like a, like okay. a prisoner. Here's your meal. Wait, here's your meal. Like, you know? like, hey, can I, can I order a pizza? I feel like having a pizza hut and a fucking like a root beer. Okay, right. Hey, so you you didn't lose your appetite? Were you drinking any kind no, of meds? No, no, no. I, I was working on the website the whole time. I had like a, fucking like two weeks. I had the biggest traffic ever because okay. I was writing nonstop. You were writing you know? nonstop. Okay. So the academy, yeah, yeah. So the academy closed and then like the numbers rose and rose in, in Serbia mm-hmm. and uh, we went I mean afterwards we, we went to escape to the countryside a bit just to you know get, uh, get, get, get our minds some, up the city uh, because it's shit, it's shit in the city man you know it's like yep that's people true people are freaked out so, so uh, we opened the academy like uh, uh, on Monday this week mm-hmm. so my students are teaching there and, and um, I'm hoping the numbers go down so that you know I'm able to go back I mean fucking I, I'm, if I was by myself and single I'd be training I don't, I don't care yeah dude and I got like... a family and Family responsibilities, you know. Dude, you tested positive and you don't look sick. I know. I <laughs> you don't sick. look sick. I wasn't sick. I wasn't sick, man. Nothing happened to me. But, the, you know, whatever, but, man. Like everything, th- those were your symptoms? Did you take any meds? Did you take any kind of meds? No. no? Nothing, nothing, man. So no, it was nothing. just two weeks isolation, I just rested? You were yeah, and, and then I got tested again. And yeah, I got tested again. And when I tested negative, then I was like, oh, okay. Okay. I'm wow. To, yeah. But everybody was freaked out. Oh, are you okay, man? Are you, uh, you know, are you dying? I'm like, no, man. I'm watching Sopranos here on fucking uh, TV. You know? <laughs> watching Sopranos. <laughs> I'm relaxing. I'm relaxing. Season five, you know. Yeah. So and, this, um, that's this is this is gonna be this is gonna be good news for people who are living healthy Whoa. lifestyles. Hold on, I'm I'm saying this is for me. Yeah. I'm saying everybody who's healthy is gonna have it. Some guys have mm-hmm. different reactions, you know. Mm-hmm. So this is this. I was lucky that this happened to me. But I'm not saying that because I, I know I, I personally know people who died, you know, mm-hmm. and the people who are like 40, 41, 42, mm-hmm. who are like supposedly healthy, but maybe they had underlying conditions. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying it's uh, it's bullshit. I mean, this is mm-hmm. this is real, man. I know I have doctors. I actually have two friends who are black belts. 
here in Serbia and the resurgence. Mm-hmm. They told me, man, it's like, it's, it's messed up. It's messed up. Yeah. Coming, yeah. The people are falling like flies, you know? Mm-hmm. So, super, yeah, but super happy. You're negative Just, and you're fine. And I mean, those are the only things oh, yeah, that I'm happen super happy, to you. I can't train. I, I'm super happy. That, oh yeah. I'm not Dude, happy. Like I, I can't train. Dude, we, we haven't been training for five months, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Everybody's in the same, uh, the same boat. You yeah. Know? We're so all in the same different. boat. So, so at least, but the way, the way I see it, man, the way I see it, it's like, if you're if you're thinking about training jiu-jitsu for life, what's what's one year off? Yep. What's one year off, man? You know, mm-hmm. it's for life, right? So you know. And I think one good thing for all of us was that this was a forced rest for everyone, so so people had time to oh, recover. Yeah. Injuries. Like, yeah, oh, heal man. up the injuries, normal, like, rejuvenate the it's, body. It's but this will give us five more years, five more exactly. years on the mats. Exactly. You know? For sure. So, for sure. Because because none of us rested, none of us are resting. You get you get injured, you you, you pop your knee. Mm-hmm. You're, you're working, yeah, and then you're working on your half guard for fucking two months because uh, you can't work on your guard. So yeah. you mm-hmm. know what I mean, we're all training with with uh, with, with like with like these old injuries, you know. So mm-hmm. this is good. There's some positive to it, I guess. You know. But, yeah. You know, it's important, all of us, you know, stay stay healthy. And- this up, baby. Uh, all right. Gile, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I mean, I truly appreciate something Thanks, that I really hope that Thanks. we can do this again. I really hope that we can do this again. For sure, for sure. And, we and can, uh, we can... I'm looking forward to come to, to to the Philippines next year, possibly. You know, and and I want to train with everybody there, like a big Bro, seminar. You have a gym. When you get here, our team is gonna be open for you, man. You can train anywhere and everywhere, bro. We got you. I, 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 I miss the I miss the Philippines, man. I got there's almost no Filipinos here in Serbia. I'm the, I'm the only brown guy. Man, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so please, Gile, where can people find you? And please, your website. We love it oh. so much. Please plug them here. You can find me on a, you can find me on a, on Instagram, Gile G I L E B J J. Website everybody knows bje.com. Mm-hmm. And that's it, man. Just follow me. The gym, the know, gym, Kimura Serbia. Oh yeah, Kimura BJ Serbia. If anybody wants to come train in Serbia, more than welcome. You know, we, we don't charge for you know fees for, for visitors so I'll come train and uh, you know always good to know yep that's it yep thank you all so right, much Gile and with that that's what Coach Frank yep and that's what Coach Franco all says right. bye bye Coach Franco says would like to thank the following sponsors for making this episode possible be in the moment have that faceless emotion beware the robot face I am not some crosses Place your orders on their Facebook and Instagram pages. Community and culture. Just good vibes in the local jiu-jitsu scene. Visit Ikiro Collective at ikiro.ph Simply better dentistry. The best dental service in the heart of Makati. Visit the Santos Dental Group and Oral Surgery Center. Book an appointment on their Facebook page. Get rid of bacteria and viruses. Get Nano Silver Immune Support Supplement. Order your bottles on their Facebook and Instagram pages. Coach Franco says is partnered with Ambidexter, a digital content marketing company. They offer graphic design, content writing, media relations marketing, and many more. Visit their website for more details. For local martial arts news here in the Philippines, visit Local MMA on Facebook and listen to one of my favorite podcasts, Destroy MNL. So that's it, everyone. I hope you enjoy listening and watching to this episode as much as I enjoy doing it. Uh, I hope. I get to have Gile again in future episodes. So that's it, everyone. Bye-bye.